Google, you know, I actually uh, looked on Google and I asked how to pronounce your name. So <laughs> it, came so up as, fun. it came up as Gul Sermas. Almost. <laughs> so you say it. It's actually Gul. Um, Gul. So it's a bit, yeah, soft U. It's a Gul Sermas, but it's okay. <laughs> okay. So I got, the, I got the second part right. Yeah. yeah. Well, welcome to A Fine Time for Healing. It's really wonderful to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's very uh, exciting to be here. Oh, uh, yes. <clears throat> yeah, we had some problems with connecting, but we're good now. <laughs> we're going to tape this one. Uh, so tell us about the journey that led you to doing what you do now. Yeah, yeah. So actually, my journey started not because I wanted to do this work. My journey starting because like many healers in the world, I had my own struggles. So I started to have difficulties in life and I manifested some injuries and some diseases. And I reached out to point where I was going to therapy because I was really in a kind of depression. And I was going to uh, a psychotherapist and I was trying to sort out my problems, but my body was manifesting different diseases. And in the end, I reached a state where I need to get surgery. So um, because I had surgeries before and it takes time to recover from the surgery, um, one of my friends just suggested why you don't work with a healer? Why don't you try this kind of alternative solutions? And to be honest, I was only, I think, 28, 29, <laughs> uh, almost a decade ago. <laughs> so I was quite far from this concept and from this world. And I was quite resistant because I was working in a corporate world. I was raised in a more, um, in universities, you know, with data, I need to understand. I was already working in a big multinational as a marketing manager. So I didn't want to go to this foo-foo concept of a healer. But when you are desperate and when you're so vulnerable with your own problems, you're looking for alternatives. And actually, this is how I started. I started receiving healing in order to find solutions, in order to get rid of the surgery. And actually, it worked on me. I didn't get the surgery. <laughs> Still didn't. So this is how I started. I was on the receiving side. I was just trying to find a way for myself to change and transform my life. Wow. So... Were you always psychic? Did you, could you always um, hear or channel information? Have you always uh, been able to do that? No, actually. So when I come up three years ago, because I hide it for a very long time, I was having clients back to back, but I was hiding it from my family <laughs> because I didn't want to look, you know, this crazy. We spend all the money for your education. You're working all these corporates and you are what? Hearing things. <laughs> right. So I hide it for a very, very long time. But when I came clear and I say, look, I have this healing pad and I can clearly hear um, I'm more on the hearing side, some voices, and they're guiding me. My, the first reaction from my mom was, oh, you were like this when you were three years old. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's just like we tried everything for you to not to go to this route. And finally, after 30 years, because I started mostly my psychic journey after 35, uh, they're like, after all these years, you're back to here. <laughs> Did she tell you what you were doing when you were a child? Um, so they did everything to stop it. This is the first thing she told. They went to some kind of different healers or some kind of spiritual people, how to block it. Uh, because she said, I was scared. I was a bit scared at nights. Uh, 
So I could just wake up at night and tell that, hey, mom, I talked to this, I talked to that. And they were quite scared um, because when you don't know this kind of light beings, they can perceive as, as something dangerous. And my yeah. mom and dad just say, okay, let's just stop it. Um, so therefore they were a bit scared actually when I was a kid uh, so they look for solutions to stop it Uh, but my mom says that I was waking up from the sleep sometimes I was speaking some other languages or sometimes I was just saying some weird things or sometimes I was waking up and in the morning I don't remember anything did she Uh, think you were possessed by a demon or something yeah, I was just gonna say that I didn't know how to say because in some cultures this is a bit scary route. So, um, yeah, they don't they didn't want me to go to that route because usually um, that kind of things or that kind of people, it's always um, labeled as they're crazy, they're hearing voices, so they never can get their things together. So they really didn't want me to pursue that route. Okay, understood. Yeah. So you worked in the corporate world and then you had your own issues. So you started doing, um, you started doing energy healing and self-healing and having healers work with your body and all that kind of stuff. Um, And then you started to hear, um, you started to get audio guidance. You started to hear guidance. And what was the first time that you heard it? And um, what did it say? What did they say? (laughs) So I didn't start hearing first because first I was more feeling is actually I was more clear sentence so I was just feeling I couldn't hear anything I couldn't see anything but I knew I I knew where to put my hands on or I knew what to ask immediately so this is how I started but then I start to work on it um, and I start to read more about it and I start to work on can I really hear is it possible so I start to work on my ears and the the issues related to hearing why I'm scared of hearing if it's possible to really hear them and I remember to be honest when I heard them for the first time I was so scared I still remember I just screamed (laughs) and I went to bedroom that time uh, my husband now uh, I just I just went next to him I start crying I hold my ears and I said I'm not ready I'm not ready I'm so sorry I'm not ready take it away take it away Um, because it was quite scary because all these years you're hearing these things are maybe demons or maybe dangerous but you still want to explore and the first time when you really hear it to be honest, I was very scared. So it didn't come as like I was super ready and suddenly I hear the voices and everything worked beautifully. I wish to say that, <laughs> it's a better story. Uh, but in reality, I was so scared. I still remember I shut it down. And for three months, I didn't touch this issue again. I left it complete. I said, okay, I'm not there to hear yet. I'm not, I'm not ready. But then I worked again, these are light beings. So how can I use these voices? What can they tell me? I worked on it again. Then I start to hear and I start to really use those voices as a point of reference in the sessions. That's so interesting. How many guides do you talk to? So this is also changing depending on where I am. Um, First, I I can connect to um, and just quite fast. Uh, so I started working with Head Angel uh, Raphael, then Head Angel Gabriel, then Head Angel Metatron. Then I realized, okay, there's a, there are so many angels that I can, because you need to explore one by one. And, or at least for me, I needed to explore one by one and I need to learn from them. For example, when I started working with Head Angel Metatron, I learned Akashic records. 
And then I start using it as a technique and I realize, wow, there is so much there. And to be honest, sometimes I work with angels that I don't know myself, but they are coming through the clients. Um, so I don't know them. I don't work them in my daily life, but uh, because they're the guides of the people that I work, I can channel through them. Um, so right now, there are five or six that I work very closely. And there is also five or six that I'm discovering through the sessions um, that, that they really help me. But sometimes the, the life beings, the loved one, the soul family, the relatives that are passed away, they're also very helpful. <laughs> they're also another resource and they're very, very helpful. So really? sometimes yeah. I work with them as well, yeah. That's so interesting, so interesting. When you started channeling the angels, did they come to you one by one or you called them in one by one? Um, so I think I called them in. So I don't have a story of, oh, they find me and they come and they start through me. I, I find them one by one. So because I was more into healing, I started with praying to Head Angel Raphael and working and exploring with Head Angel Raphael. Then through one of my clients from Israel, I met Head Angel at Metatron. Then I search and I start to ask I start to ask. So actually my journey, um, the more I ask, the more I demand, the more I get. Because in the end it's free will. So um, the more I wanted to learn, the more I wanted to practice, then the more I opened up these senses, I can say. So actually it is more, more with effort on my side. Is the information that comes from angels, does that feel different? Or is the content different than information that would come from guides? Mm, yeah, because sometimes I even don't understand, but I just channel and say. It doesn't need to be something I understand or I promote or I believe. So I see it more like, okay, my job is just because what I believe, I can only channel what is, um, what is given. So this is why I don't go into the root of um, trying to understand, trying to filter, trying to justify with my own thinking, because my own thinking carries my background, carries my ideas. So this is why, even though I don't understand <laughs> clearly what is the picture, I just say, okay, this is what I'm hearing. How does it resonate with you? Mm -hmm. um, what does it mean to you? Where does it take us now? Right. So this is why I don't really go into the route of trying to justify it because it's not my story. I'm, I'm in a service when I do the sessions. It's not about me. Right. Um, but I can say that I also work with myself a lot, <laughs> literally every week, because I love the self-work as well. I think self-work is the only way for the real healing. This is why I like to teach more how they can work with themselves rather than because let's face it, your real trauma, your real uh, depression never hits you when you're going to someone. It hits you at night. It hits you when you're alone. It hits you when you need to pull yourself together. Right. So this is why I like to work with angels or guides or whatever you call those voices. Um, when, when I am really vulnerable and alone. So they're amazing spiritual support. And it's for everyone. It's literally for everyone because I've been in, I've been working with different healers or coaches, this kind of people for 10 years. And the main thing I understand on the journey, um, you don't need specific activations or courses or specific things to be able to connect your guides. Anyone and everyone at every minute connect to their guides. 
Right. You just need to believe and practice it. That's it. Right. Because I learned in a way that, oh, you can only channel if you do this course. Oh, you can only hear the angels if you hear hear this attunement and it's a huge um it's a huge market now so you can go to the places where you feel you're always lack so this is why i think everybody has the same potential it's just where you put your effort Mm -hmm. if you put your effort in cooking you become a great chef if you put your effort on writing you become a writer if you put your effort okay i'm gonna connect to my guides you connect to your guides right um this is same same for everyone so i'm most focus on how to teach people how to connect with them as well that's um, wonderful yeah so much noise going on here <laughs> <laughs> Always um, we have some. Yeah. so yeah i mean i do um i'm able to channel information when i when it's for someone else and i don't hear it i just talk yeah it, it was a thought yeah, 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 but it's the same as I know, because first I thought you, you need to either see or hear or feel, but along the journey, I learned that they're all the same, actually. Right. It's not important how you channel information, right. as long as some people just feel it's not, they're all the same. And it's, you know, what I had to learn was the difference between that and my own thoughts. That's the difference. I think people, people all channel information. Yeah but they can't separate their thoughts from what they're getting in. They, they think that the information coming in is a thought, but it's very different. Um, and you probably experienced this as well. When I'm channeling information, I go into a zone um, and I probably don't know what I said. Yeah, <laughs> this is one of the things you yeah. forget it. And I feel like I'm like, I feel like I'm in a zone and the person is generally really locked in to what I'm saying. Yeah. I notice a difference. You know, I, I feel like they're really, you know, hearing me. So, um, so that's really informa- interesting. Um, so tell us more about what you do. So people come to you with physical disorders, physical ailments. Yeah, so there are both actually, because I started, my first client was a kid who had a brain tumor surgery. So my first client was in coma. So this is why, this is how I started. And then my second client was someone who had skin disease. And my third client was someone who had fertility issues. So the the, the first clients came through word of mouth and they all had um, physical diseases. This is how I started. And when you do this kind of work, it's pure word of mouth, actually. <laughs> because if you work with someone and if there are some results, then people either see it because it's easy to see and track or people start to talk about it. This is how I started. Uh, But then uh, most people reach out to me because they have everything and they're okay. So they have good jobs, they're okay. They have good careers, they're okay. They have okay marriage, so everything is okay. But they want to do more out of life and they feel stuck. Uh, Because I am also like this, my life was okay, (laughs) but it was lack of purpose. So I had to transform my life um, from A to Z, from the country that I live in, from the job that I do, from my marriage status, from remarrying again, because I had to transform it all, making it upside down. And I know the techniques a bit more about transformation. So then I started to help people on a transformation journey. Um, They are mostly stuck but they kind of cannot name why they are stuck. 
but also, of course, 30% of them, they have physical symptoms as well. Because most of the physical symptoms are coming when you're too much stuck <laughs> and you cannot see the messages and etc. then it turns to a physical symptom. Okay. So I have both actually. So infertility comes from being stuck? Oh, so it comes from many things. <laughs> so it, it comes from many things. But what I see, especially with the woman that I work, um, right now in a corporate, I'm coming from a corporate culture. So it's been more than 15 years. I work as a um, corporate employee in um, big uh, multinationals. I still work part-time there. So in order to be successful in today's world, in a corporate life, you need to lead a bit with more uh, masculine energies. Okay. So lead for masculine is okay in a masculine body. So there is no problem with it. But when you are in a feminine body, if you're a woman, you are in a feminine temple. There's nothing you can do. It's just you're created. You are a female and that's, that's the period. And you are trying to lead everything with the male energy. Then you start to create the chaos and you start to block the divine feminine within you. Okay. So there is nothing wrong with with the masculine energy, we love it, we need it. It's all solar chakra because it helps us to get things done. But you also need to listen to the feminine side of you. And what I see with, with the corporate life, I was also there, <laughs> so this is how I know very well. We try to block our intuition. Intuition is feminine, right? Intuition is something you cannot name it. You can see with data, you just feel that they are there. We cannot still prove if they're there or if it's your intuition or you're just making up those stories. It is a feeling. We don't have the sense yet to prove it, but we know that it is there. And the more we lead, try to lead with masculine energies in a feminine body, the more chaos we create and we lock this it. We get rid of our feminine side. I see the for me, the biggest reason is we're just blocking it. We're just blocking it. We're just trying to get rid of it. Okay, feminine, go to <laughs> go to the corner. You're not right. needed now. So that can manifest in um, in disorders that cause fertility, such as like yeah. PCOS, polycystic, polycystic. Yeah, 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 polycystic and all this, because I also have cysts in my ovaries. This is why I'm a bit obsessed about feminine energy. This is why I work a lot on the feminine energy, because I also had these issues and and I need to understand why I have these issues. And then I, because feminine energy, especially where your ovaries are, your sacral chakra, it's all about creativity. Creativity is creating the ideas, creating something, also creating babies. <laughs> It's all about creation. Mm -hmm. And when you block your creativity, of course, your body also blocks the creativity in terms of babies. You cannot create. Okay. So usually when you work back with your feminine energy, with the, how to say, with the divine goddess within you, you, you call them back actually. That's incredible. That's incredible. So have you had good success with others with this, doing this work? With fertility, yeah, yeah, I had a couple of clients. <laughs> I had a couple of clients, but it's actually, so it's, I'm not doing anything. I'm just a channeler. So they do the work actually. Right, exactly. Because uh, especially in this issue, it's a very, very painful issue because if you want to have babies and if you can, those women are of course in pain. So they're not making up this pain. They feel the pain. Yeah. And when you feel pain, you need to surrender at the same time because energy is like, you know, if there's a wet towel, if you just squeeze, 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 uh, no energy can get in. 
So you need to let it, you need to surrender. So you need to be obsessed with it. So we are working on the tools and techniques that they can let the energy, which you're not obsessed. But the most of the work is on them because I can just channel and guide, but they're the ones for doing meditations. They're the ones for doing exercises. They're the ones for doing journaling, letter writing, meditations, embodiment work. So they do the work. Okay. And because it's their work, <laughs> depending on how much effort they put on it, then they get the results. Because I don't believe that me or anyone is healing anyone. And then you do the work. Yes. So people like us are just channelers. They give you information, but you walk on the path. Exactly. Right. You walk on the path. Right. So you're the founder um, of Purposeful Vibes. So yeah. what is Purposeful Vibes? So it's actually... Um, once uh, I went to New York for a workshop and I had free time in the weekend and I was just walking around and I see a beautiful, beautiful bookstore. I get in, um, I bought a notepad, I still remember, and there was these butterflies on it. And my shaman and it was a butterfly, so it means something for me. And I was just journaling, okay, I need to put a website. What is the name I can put it there? Because that time I was working on my visibility issues. I had clients back to back for two months, but I was nowhere. I didn't even have a website. They could not refer me. Because as I told you, we all have our issues to work on. Visibility was a big issue for me. I was just hiding. And I was just looking for a name to put on the website. And I just write 10 different names, like purpose, life, vibes, love, light, angels. I was putting everything and I was just matching them. Then I see, oh, purpose and vibes. Oh, okay, I'm going to try this name. And domain was empty, <laughs> magically. So I just get the domain. Because... Um, my work is a bit more related to purpose because I always thought purpose was somewhere we're gonna reach. So I was trying to reach this space via sessions, healers, coaches. I was torturing myself from one uh, theory to another theory, reading after after, and I couldn't reach that space. I was like, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? What I'm trying to reach? Mm -hmm. And on the journey, I took a very big lesson that purpose is today. <laughs> it's not where you go. It's not where you're coming from. It is living in the alignment today. And when I find out that it was such a big realization for me because I spent so much time, money, energy on trying to find my purpose. And when I realized, oh my God, it is living in the alignment today. When you wake up, if you feel, okay, this is what I do and I feel aligned. What I feel aligned can change over the way because my life is changing. I'm transforming. I'm co-creating every day, but it is what I feel today. It was the, actually the time I just decided, okay, I need to work on purpose because everybody needs to hear that. That's this really, um, that's very profound. Because you're right, so many people chase a purpose. Yeah. yeah. And they get so frustrated and they can't find it. And I know I did that for so many years. And I used to scream at the universe, What? Tell me. Tell me yeah. what I'm supposed to do. Tell me what I'm <laughs> supposed to be. And years and years went by and I'm yelling at the universe. When I changed it to thanking the universe for the manifestation I was looking for things began to change. Yeah. And I would say, instead of saying, why, you know, what am I supposed to do? I would say, 
thank you for bringing me the purpose of my life. Thank you for bringing me what I'm supposed to do or, or, or whatever it is. And, um, it's just, it's when you have a softer approach and I understand that you're saying, you know, purpose is today, yeah. um, but we sort of, I think if we have a softer approach, we will be guided into the things that yeah. we're meant to do. Yeah, yeah. So I totally agree with you. If you know the uh, Persian poet Rumi, I, I love his work and everything he wrote. Um, he always says, you take the path, take, the path takes you. So you don't plan the path. You just hold the leap of faith and take the path. You just start to walk on it. And then it takes you. When I started, I was not hearing anything. I was just feeling. So when I started, I was just working people face to face. Then I realized, okay, I'm better when I hear actually. So it's better I don't see them. So, so everything is changing every day. And especially with COVID, with what's happening in the world. Now the change is even faster than ever. So because everything is in a constant change, your purpose, your life, the path also changes every day. So you just need to take the leap of faith with that complete trust and walk on the path. It is easy to say, <laughs> not super easy to do, because then you have all the fears, all the voice, all the garbage that say you're not worthy for it, who the hell you think you are, you cannot do it, <laughs> they all come. And I love what you say, because gratitude is the single most effective thing to pull yourself together. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so what you're talking about is when, when we put our ego into something, Yeah. we, we block what we want yeah what we want and um it, it is a process of learning how to allow and let go and ride the waves of life you know rather than trying to control your life and control whatever what's going to happen it's so much easier when you can just let it go and you go okay you know you've got you've taken me this far and i'm doing just fine so I'm going to just let, I'm just going to ride this. And yeah. Yeah, you're very right. Yeah. This is why actually about fertility, there are so many research because I love the scientific world as well and try to find some researches, try to read some book about it. Especially with fertility, there's a lot of research showing that when women give up, they adopt a kid or they just um, adopt a puppy or a cat or a kitten, they get pregnant, <laughs> 30%. I, I don't remember the exact number, but around 30%, they get pregnant and it's a miracle. They don't know what, but again, it's exactly what you say. You just trust and you say, okay, universe, I trust you. I trust you so much. I give up because I know you're, you have a divine timing. I know you're going to do it at the exact time for me. And then you just live it and suddenly boom, oh, it's a miracle. Yes. Yes, that is incredible. That is incredible. So um, overcoming um, adversity and trauma, because a lot of the, all the people that I work with, because I, I am a narcissistic abuse coach. Yeah. So all the people that I work with are coming from a place of deep subconscious trauma. And yeah. um, some they are aware of and some they are not because it's, yeah. they've been um, programmed on a subtle level that they don't, they don't really realize all of what they've been through. So um, how, do, how do you work with people who have gone through that? Yeah, yeah. So um, again, because I'm heavily guided with the 
with the voices. Uh, so I, I have um, just a recent case actually. So I started because when I scan, I say, okay, there's something seriously blocked in the sacral, like serious block. Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of block, that kind of darkness can come through abuse. So I immediately check, is it abuse? And I get a yes, okay, say so abuse. Then I ask, do you have abuse in this life? Uh, oh no, I don't remember. And then I ask, is it the right time? No, <laughs> first we need to want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they need right. to trust that I can go to that memory and I can hold the space and I can pull them back from the space. Right. So usually when the time is right, I start to see clearly what happened, with whom it happened, what age it happened, because I can go there with the psychic senses. If I can go there, they can also handle the time for them. So I just kindly guide them. Okay, I'm hearing this happened at this age. Is this true? And then you suddenly feel a bit silenced, then tears and tears and tears. Of course, they cry their heart out. But we, we stay there. Sometimes we stay there two hours. Sometimes this is why I don't have a time limit on my sessions, because I don't know. I need to bring them back like, ah. <sighs> Right. Thank you. Right. It is done because it might. It, you cannot go to such a session and say, "Okay, forty-five minutes is done." <laughs> so you handle your trauma. <laughs> I see right. next week because these are very delicate issues. These are very delicate issues. So we stay there until that they can make the connection. Why it happened in this lifetime? What is the lesson to be taken? from this experience, what they need to realize to really release, to really let go. So we stay there at the amount that we need to stay there. And this is why I always say those sessions are not, okay, I send you energy, you feel good, then it's a fake session. <laughs> there should be lots of tears, there should be realizations. Right. But what I see, um, with everyone I work with, when you realize, then the release starts. It always starts with acceptance, mm -hmm. realization. So this is the first step. And this is the hardest step because it hits and it's heavy because I also have an abuse history and I know them because it's a very heavy topic to realize. It's a very heavy topic to work on. So this is why it takes time. First, we stay there. We try to understand what was the lesson, how it how it served them. And there I use some healing techniques so they can feel the shifts, feel the shifts in their body, feel the shifts in their energy. And then of course they have lots of exercises following up, uh, following up the session. So they can also learn because when you go through such a deep trauma, um, it's not just, I realize it, okay, it's done. Aha, I just moved. <laughs> it's never going to bother me again. So I don't know such a story. You just need to learn how to move from it and how to move despite it. So you know that it is there. You know what it teaches you, but it doesn't bother you anymore. But it is not, a, I don't know a technique that can teach you, oh, okay, it's not there anymore. I wish I know, by the way, <laughs> but I know I'm going to sell it for a million euro. I don't know it yet. <laughs> and yes, I mean, that's the work that I do. I dive in as far as, yeah. I can, you know, yeah. as far as they'll allow me. Yeah. As yeah. As, as far as they allow you. As far as they allow me. Um, but what happens is when we begin to release old stuff, old childhood stuff, yeah. in the course of the next week, memories come flooding up yeah. it just it opens everything up and they're like now i can remember 
now yeah. I can remember all these things that I didn't remember before. And oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, so I understand how that works. And yeah. that's the only way to do it. And yeah, and people need a great deal of support around these issues because um, it does not go away overnight. No, no. I always say you need to burn to become. <laughs> so we don't suddenly become. You need to burn. You need to grieve. You need to ex accept the emotions and you need to stay there. So after those sessions, I always say take a couple of days for relax, go back to journaling. You have to process the emotions. You cannot just act like, oh, okay, I just realized that it happened to me, but I'm amazing today and I'm going to go back and, and did it. It doesn't happen, it's inhuman. So we have to respect and we have to just understand all the emotions and respect them. But this way, the beauty is when you respect the pain, it just you just release it. You just walk so from true. it. You're so true. People, um, so many people have, they, they've never learned to deal with pain because they never really learned any, were given any tools in childhood to work through issues that they're having and so they learned that when they had pain when they had suffering they just put it behind the wall yeah shoved it back there okay back there i'll never have to look at that again uh and when you do that as a child you continue to do that as an adult because it's the way you learn you've learned to deal with your issues yeah, yeah. yes so um so Feeling pain for the first time and allowing that to happen is terrifying for people. Yeah. It's very, very terrifying. So I tell them, you know, just experience it for a minute. Just allow yourself to experience and then you can shut it down if you want. But I want you to begin to feel um, all this stuff because you, that you have to feel it, like you said, grieve yeah. it and then accept it. Yeah, because you can get rid of it as long as as much as you want. But if you have a lesson related to it, if you don't work on it, it turns to a disease one way or another. Yeah. Oh Your body starts to manifest different things. It can be acne, it can be neck pain, it can be skin diseases, it can be spine diseases. One way or another, suddenly you cannot. I had meniscus. Suddenly I couldn't walk. I had thyroid. Suddenly, out of nowhere, I had to deal with thyroid. So you can ignore. I was the queen of ignorance. <laughs> I had an amazing life. I had a like picture perfect marriage. I had a really good job, really good house. I get my house credit. When I was 30, I was a marketing manager. So the life from outside was picture perfect. But suddenly, oh, I don't know why, but I have this disease. I don't know why, but I have this second disease. I don't know why I have this third disease. One way or another, um, if it is your journey to take lessons and to move from it, you're going to start to manifest. So I always say it's better to start releasing before your body sends you the signal, because then you also need to work on the disease as well. Then it's harder. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That is harder, but we don't know how to, I don't know, because most of the things that I've been through is because I never learned how to love and accept myself because I was always living for the success and for the, for people to say, ah, oh, she's amazing. She's successful. Always acceptance from others rather than, okay, you're good actually. Okay. You're pretty. Okay. You can love yourself. I could only love myself if I'm successful. So when you put all these things outside, mm 
because you're never good enough for some people, then you crash, then you crash. But nobody teaches us how to love ourselves. It's a very new topic, actually. Finally, we're there to talk about how you can love yourself. And especially in some cultures, um, it is just developing. Maybe you know better than me in US, thanks to Louis Hay and all these teachers, it was developing before. But uh, where I am from and where I see in Europe as well, it's just maybe last five years we're talking about first you need to love yourself. It is so important. It's the core of all healing. Everything comes from that. Yeah. If you don't do that, you can't do anything else. Yeah, and we don't know how to do that because our mothers don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. So this concept is so new to me. My mom is healing with me as well because nobody also teach her that first she needs to love herself. <laughs> it's such a new concept that we're learning this generation, actually. Yes, it is. It's very important. And it's, it's important that we put that, instill that in our children, however we yeah. It's very yeah. important. Yeah. You know, some people, um, the pe- there are people who have learned to put their pain or pack their pain down or put it behind a wall, and they do the same thing with disease. Yeah. They ignore it, and they ignore it, and they ignore it until it turns into something horrible. Yeah, then you have cancer, then you have tumor, then you have suddenly you realize at 40, ah, you cannot produce, you cannot make, you cannot get pregnant. So suddenly you hit the wall one way or another. So you can block as much as you want, but at one time you realize, okay, I need to do something with it. Exactly, exactly. It's, that's so true. Um, So you teach people how to heal themselves uh, internally or how, oh, I just wanted to bring up what you were talking about is external validation versus internal validation, right? And people who have gone through childhood trauma have been taught through uh, experience that you're only as good as you're told you are as a child. Yeah. So you get to be an adult and you're looking for validation from everybody, but you can't give it to yourself. So that's the, that's also, I think, as important as self-love is self-validation. Yeah. Because I think when you can validate and love yourself, you can walk through this world fearlessly. There's yeah. nothing that can really hurt you. Nothing. You, there's nothing you can't overcome when you have that aspect of self um so how do we learn how to do how to do it for ourselves how do we learn to heal ourselves um so it starts with just with a real <laughs> that we want to do it because right now we're very very fortunate there are unlimited resources there are unlimited there are this podcast for example people can listen and get ideas there are so many unlimited resources there are books there are people people are more visible on this topic so i can say we are very lucky in terms of resources uh, in terms of how to learn this kind of techniques how to learn uh, how to love and accept ourselves so this is the good news <laughs> so if you want to start from somewhere you're at the right spot <laughs> yes. uh, you can listen to this kind of podcast which is a very very good way to to start um so it 
So if you have a severe trauma or a disease, of course, I highly advise work with a professional because it can be a faster way. But if you just want to explore how can I love and accept myself, um, how can I start? So you can start with the basic meditations for self-forgiveness, self-love, because those are guided meditations which can take you to a journey, which can give you the affirmations you need so, so that you can find this space. It's just a warm-up I see. And then you can work on the affirmations. Mm -hmm. um, you can just keep listening to the affirmations and there are for any affirmation work, I think Louise Hay, You Can Heal Yourself is the yeah, book yeah, to go. Really good. I, I use that with my clients as well. The yeah, I always say it's the book to go. So you you so always good. So good. Yeah. And, yeah, and you know, she talks about self-love, how important self-love is and how to reach self-love. And and the way she says it, it just resonates so deeply with people. Yeah, yeah. And and there are so many there are so many um, different tools you can use, especially there's EFT technique, uh, there's affirmation work, there's mirror work, um, there's shaman work, there's Akashic record work. So right now it's just endless. You just need to start. I know. We're very, very lucky. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love, I love leaving people with... Um, either self-hypnosis um, or, um, or guided meditations or something like that, affirmations that they can do in between. And yeah. I, find, I find that it's very effective with people. Yeah, yeah. So everyone I work, they have three meditations they need to do <laughs> during the time we work. And they all have their personal meditations related to their personal topic. Right. And it is without negotiation. <laughs> mm -hmm. During these four months, they have to do one of them, not every, all of them every day, but one of them every day. This is one thing. Second thing is, as you mentioned, gratitude. Because it's, everything is energy. When you feel gratitude, when you start to, if you want to change your home, you have to be grateful to your current home. If you want to change your job, you have to be grateful to your current job. If you want to change your relationship, you have to be grateful to your relationship. If you want to change your health, you have to be grateful. So gratitude is this, and it's, it's about the religion. So all the books, read all the three religions it's always the same the core is always the same the more gratitude you have the more it's given to you but it's also a bit scientific because when you are grateful you start to feel a bit better right yeah. when you say oh my god thank you so much for this house thank you for giving me this house thank you that i have a shelter over my head that i am protected you start to feel better and this is where actually then you can manifest because everything is energy we cannot manifest when we're like i hate this house i hate this house right exactly <laughs> so the second thing i would say just a gratitude exercise right. which can really really help you i agree with you gratitude I've seen gratitude pull people out of some very deep um, issues that they just keep getting stuck in. And I'm like, okay, for the next week, I just want you to, set, to be grateful for everything that you see and everything you do. And then when you come back, let's see how you are. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from a uh, victim, feeling like a victim to being grateful that pain is alleviated. That pain goes away. Yeah. Uh, and you, you're on the bright side of life. So I completely agree with what you're saying. 
Yeah, and it's, it's amazing. You can just try and test it. So the reason why I trust gratitude work a lot, I tested so many times when I have struggles. So when I was working in a corporate, um, suddenly my manager, we start to have some struggles. So I was just writing every day five things that I'm grateful at him. And to be honest, some days it was very hard to find because I was like, God, this guy is horrible. <laughs> what am I going to write? He's putting so much stress on me and I was just forcing myself okay but he's very experienced okay but he has this the more you work on gratefulness the less this person also bothers you and I was just doing it every day five things after four months he came one day and he said Gül I have no idea but you're not reporting to me anymore they changed your reporting line and it was like oh really <laughs> I know why because it's not our job to decide how I think we're so control freak in this in this life yeah. we try to also control how the universe is giving us the thing so we are just focusing on okay i need to change my job i need to change my manager no it is not your job you trust the divine you do your part they do their part you just put the work you just hold the leap of faith as you say you trust you surrender you do your part how is not your job it is it is their job I was trying to manifest a home. I was just doing gratefulness exercise. And out of nowhere, I sit on someone next to the plane in a plane ride. And he just mentioned, oh, they're selling my house. I was like, okay. So out of nowhere, but for three months before I was writing, thank you to my house. So whatever you want to change, I can guarantee you this. All my clients did it. Whatever you want to change, start being grateful what you have. Focus on what you have. How how the universe, how the God, how the angel bring it to you is not your job. It's their job. It's their expertise. <laughs> so this is why gratitude helps us a lot. We get rid of how or control or trying to understand. We just leave it to them. Exactly. Because when these things happen, we don't know the mechanisms that have gone on to create it. And we can't possibly know all yeah. the shifts and changes that the universe makes in order to manifest that in our lives. And things happen and we go, wow, that that's wow, that 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 really happened, you know? And I couldn't, I couldn't have made that happen, but it just did. So yeah. um, you know, it's amazing. One of the things that I see that happens to people a lot is that they are <clears throat> they're forced out of a job, they're fired all of a sudden for something they didn't do or <clears throat> something like that. And they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't do anything. I don't know why, you know, why I got fired. Now what am I going to do? And I say, you're like the baby bird that was just pushed out of the nest because it's time to fly. Yeah. And so this is the universe saying, you're not going to leave this job. You, this job is not right for you, but you're not, you're holding on tight to this job. So we're going to push you out of the nest and yeah. then we're going to show you something better. Yeah. It's I like, how do you know? All the time, all the time. Yeah. You know, or in so many different ways. So it really does. And sometimes, you know, I think that um, spirit talks to us often and set and tells us, you know, this isn't good for you, or you, you know, you need to think about this differently. And we're like, nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't listen. You, know, uh, uh, uh. you know, I'm not listening to that. I'm just going to do what I think I should do. 
um, and eventually it knocks you in the head. Yeah. It's yeah. not listening, you know, <laughs> you're not listening to me. Listen. Um, and then when you listen, everything starts to work out. Yeah. But some, you know, I was one of those people that I had to be, I had to be put down on my knees before when everything had to be stripped away from me before I began to listen. Yeah, yeah. So it is the same. I actually, I don't know anyone who started these kind of things when they have everything right. So it's okay. We, I think we all start because we're in, we need to find a way because we suddenly realize, okay, everything I know is falling apart. Everything I trusted is falling apart. I need to find a way out of this situation because otherwise I'm dying here. Otherwise I cannot breathe anymore. Otherwise I cannot see the light anymore. So usually we start and our world is just upside down. And it's very hard when your world is upside down, trying to say, okay, everything is normal. It's upside down, but it's gonna happen for something out. No, because the pain is real. <laughs> Pain is always real, but as Buddha said, we choose to suffer or not. So I think all these techniques are helping you to get out of this suffering mode. All of them are helping you to get this out of the suffering, the right. suffering mode. Yes. I mean, when you realize that you're boxed in, that you, everything you've tried, you're, you're hitting a wall, you're hitting a ceiling. That's when you have to surrender and just say, yeah. okay. What do you want? What, yeah. I, what do you want to do with me? What am I supposed to do? And then you have to surrender. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and a good thing is, I always say, like, in the the intuition comes to you immediately, but immediately you start to say, I cannot do that, but no, no, no. So I always say, listen the first thing, <laughs> because if it's real intuition, if it's real spirit, you suddenly try to do everything to to justify why it cannot work. Yeah. So whatever your brain is trying to attack, yes. keep that because it's probably your intuition. It is the intuition. And you know, what's interesting about narcissistic abuse <clears throat> is that uh, victims of this abuse are specifically conditioned not to follow their intuition because every yeah. time they follow their intuition and then they speak about it, they are told how wrong they are, how off they are, how crazy they are. And so over time, they just ignore the intuition and listen to the messages that are, you know, that are either in their head or being given to them over it. And so, yeah, I, I'm so, I, I so agree with that. Um, yeah. The intuition is, is right. Yeah. First thing, the first feeling you have is right. Yeah, and this is why we need to do the inner work because there is no way we can change outside. So when you, I think, do the inner work, which just helps you to completely love and forgive yourself, the more you do the inner work, because you start to love and forgive yourself, the less you start to listen what they say because you started to be happy with yourself. Then those narcissists, those people and everything, they, they have to shift because you are the one who is shifting. Because sometimes our beliefs are so strong. When I started this kind of channeling and angels and etc., cetera, um, my partner was saying, but you cannot say this in the corporate world. Why don't you say you're a coach? Do not say anyone. They're going to say you're crazy because I was thinking I'm crazy. And this is what I was hearing from everyone. 
I just did the inner work. So I didn't do anything on him. I didn't do anything on my friends, nothing on my, I just did the inner work. But suddenly everybody, he started to be my biggest uh, support system in this life. Because when you do the inner work, eventually outside change. Either you lose those people because they cannot, they're not good for you anymore. You don't resonate with them. Or because you just did the inner work, you bring up everyone and you don't hear your concerns anymore because you change. So the, if you're with a narcissist, you know better than me, correct me if I'm wrong because you're the expert, so I don't want to overstep. You just need to do the inner work because you will never change them. You can only change yourself. And if they're right fit for you, they will shift. If they're not, they're not gonna. And you just need to learn to let go and just move on. And you can only move on if you love yourself. There is no other way. You're right. You're right. So let's let's just talk a little more about um, control and why, you know, why do people feel like they have to control everything in their life? Why do some people feel like like if they don't control it, if they don't think it through, if they don't, um, you know, yeah, if they don't control their lives, then their lives are not going to function. Everything's going to stop, dead stop. Why do people feel like that? So what I see so far in my own journey and everyone I work with, and I did more than thousands of hours of healing. So what I see is actually, it usually comes from a control freak parent. <laughs> this is the first thing, either the mother or the father. But with my experience, it's usually the mother's. Uh, so they need to control so you as a child you learn okay I need to control this is the one of the main things the mothers they have this urge to control and you also learn okay I need to control but also as a society if you want to be successful in a corporate setting you have to control things you cannot say okay I love everything to my intuition today I have no idea about the meetings or reports I just let my angels handle it no you have to do the job and sometimes we confuse Use the meaning of accountability with control freak, responsibility with control, because in that nobody can control anything. Nobody has this power. Look, COVID just came. Who's controlling what? <laughs> We're just trying to do what we can. But because, so it's also true, because in any spiritual teaching, I didn't find out anything that say, just wish and pray, everything comes to you. No, you do everything you can, then then you wish, then you pray. So it's a it's a journey together. So it's not just, okay, I just pray and it comes to me magically. You put the effort. Your faith is in love with the effort you put. Yeah. So because it's like, put, it's a divine dance between accountability and effort and surrender. Mm. So this is, I think, why we misunderstand and we try to control. So this is why we need to, learn how to unleak these topics of okay i'm accountable but i cannot control i can do my best but i cannot control and we have to teach ourselves because so far nobody not the school not the corporate world not the parents nobody teaches not to control things we all think we can control right we all think we can control so we don't we need to do i love how you explain that that just makes so much sense yeah, this is how I see because this is because we can't. I wish we can. Like we start to we try to connect to each other. The first link didn't work. <laughs> we, we I I have all the setup. You have all the setup. It didn't work. And I say okay. I just take a deep breath. I say okay. I'm just gonna say maybe we can do here, but I'm gonna let it 
there's nothing I can do. And probably you said the same and we managed to con connect. But if the divine universe doesn't want it, there's nothing we can do. <laughs> It's not going to work. You know, um, I often have connection issues when um, spirit is involved. Yeah. You <laughs> find the same thing. Yeah. There, there will be all kinds of things will happen. Static on the line. Um, the call will drop. When hey, dryers burn. <laughs> yeah. Right. When, when spirit is involved, when I have people who are highly spiritual on my show, there is usually some kind of glitch, something. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so I come to expect that. And now we're going to be entering Mercury in retrograde, which is, um, is going to be uh, a real challenge. People <laughs> communicate through <laughs> yeah. telephone and, com and computers and <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be yeah. a real challenge for us. So uh, that's, gonna, that's coming. Yeah, this is why I think we need to practice trust and asking for help. All the spiritual <laughs> beings and everyone asking for help, do what we can and surrender because right. there's nothing that's else we can do. Right, right. Exactly. So um, is there anything else you want to tell, tell us about what, um, what you do or, or, or how you feel about healing or anything? Yeah, I just want to say, so when I started, I was really um, like rock bottom, how do you say in English? So sorry, I don't have the proper vocabulary sometimes, but you know, you just hit the bottom. Right. <laughs> I remember I, I was literally like a, like a book, actually. I was literally, um, I locked myself. I was just crying in the bathroom. My ex-husband was trying to get in because he was so scared I was going to hurt myself. And I was also so scared I was going to hurt myself. And I just realized, okay, I cannot do it. I, I don't want to live anymore. It's just too much pain. I cannot handle. I, I, I just give up. I'm like, I cannot handle it. And that night, actually, I was hospitalized. And um, they need to, you know, give me some drugs to calm me down because you have nervous breakdown. And I remember my sister, like my guardian angel, she came that night and she was just in the hospital by my bedside and she was putting her hands on my hair and she was like, look, we're all here. What is wrong in your life? Like we're all here. Let, let us help you. But because of my ego, because of my success criteria, I was not even asking for help. The, the person that is closest to me, I was trying to do everything by myself, look super cool at the same time, be super successful at the same time and try to hide everything. And then I collapse, I collapse. And there was some time I lost it. Like um, my friends that time were saying that I lost the sparkle in the eye. And I remember my dad once he was crying and saying, your eyes are different <laughs> because you lose it. So you lose it. And I was so grateful. One of my friends just booked a healing session for me. Despite I said, no, it's stupid. I don't go to healers. I am coming more skeptical, skeptical background. I need to understand. She just said, okay, look, you, look, you need help. So sometimes we don't think that we need help or we overestimate what we can handle so the first thing don't uh, you can you can ask for help there are thousands of different methods today that you can ask for help you can ask for help to the loved one you can ask for help professionally but don't think that you're alone and you have to do it on your own so please please if you're feeling 
um, that you're in a depression and you would know because you lost the purpose of life. You start to cry every night, you lost the purpose of life. You're just living without like, it's, I can also not live, it's okay. So you lose it because life is joy. Life is like, you, it's, it's amazing. And sometimes we lose it. Please, please go and ask for a help one way or another to someone you trust or someone professional or even a friend because people are really there to help and support you. When you are really asking help from bottom of your heart, the angels are there to protect you. They're going to send someone who can immediately help you. So the first thing I would say, don't do it on your own. Ask for help. And the second thing, everyone can transform. So far, I see that everyone from any religious background, any cultural background, any background can move from their pain. Yes, we have issues in life. Yes, some of us have very terrible issues. Maybe you have very deep trauma. It's okay. But at the same time, you can move from it. Mm -hmm. It's possible. Everybody can do it. So please do not lose the hope. It's, it's been done for many people. And you can do it as well. So there's always hope. There's always the bright side. There's always hope. You can check. There are so many research right now that explains some diseases, some miracle case. Suddenly people get well. There is a book called Mind Over Medicine. If you're interested more skeptical side and you need to understand, just read that. There's enormous science that shows Miracles are possible. Healing is possible. So start from somewhere. Just, just believe it. I agree. So tell us how we can reach you if we want to work with you. Yeah. So I work with people right now in two, two ways. One is I work one-to-one -one because I like one-to-one -one transformation. It's a four-month journey um, that we, we, we hold each other accountable. It's a very intimate relationship. For four months, we worked on the transformation. We work on any issue, any issue that comes on the way and heavily guided spiritual sessions. So the sessions are, um, we use all this kind of spiritual tools or techniques uh, in order to get from A to B. <laughs> it's a transformational journey, but where people are also very accountable and doing lots of exercises. <laughs> so it's not just me, <laughs> it's a joint effort. Mm -hmm. Or And two times a year, I run a um, six-week self-healing course, an online program, where all these methods where you can work with yourself um, we cover one by one. We start with connection to creator, then we take it to third eye, how to improve our intuition, how we can trust our intuition. Then we take it to the heart so that it's all about receive and give, how to make the balance. Then we take it down, how to manifest things in this life and we end up with feminine energy. So it's a journey and I run it. I'm actually running it now. <laughs> So it's with the retro, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> so I run one in spring, one in autumn every year. And everything is on my website. And I share weekly newsletters where I write, based on my intuition every week, I write about a concept. Either I read a book or something comes up in the sessions. Whatever I feel that week, the topic, I write about them. And once a month, I do free uh, meditation and clearing um, sessions uh, during is, the what, full moon. What is your website? What is your, what, what, what is your website? It's called purposefulvibes.com. Okay, perfect. Perfect. So Purposeful we'll Vibes. There and we'll find out all this stuff. And Yeah. Okay. I'm so glad we got to do this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it worked for so, us. It's really, 
you don't know how serendipitous this meeting is. Um, somebody really needs to hear this and I am <laughs> to absolutely send this to that person because this is going, this is serendipity, it totally is. So um, I thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's, an, I, it's an amazing work yeah. that people can hear it now. It's just with a podcast, everyone can hear it. Because when I started 10 years ago, I was trying to find the books, trying to understand, trying to look, how can I do what? But now it's amazing. Now it's amazing. I know. So, and that's why I do it. I do. I, I want to bring all different aspects of um, life and how we can live it better. Uh, because people gravitate to different things. Not everybody likes this modality or that idea or whatever, but all of a sudden something kicks in and you go, that's for me. So yeah. um, anyway, I have to say goodbye, but it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. It's so nice to meet you. And um, thank you for all the work that you do. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for spreading this news. <laughs> yes, okay. All right, have a wonderful rest of the, are you in the evening or the day? So it is evening, yeah, I'm in EU, so <laughs> it's okay. Luxembourg. Good evening. Thank you, thank okay. you so much. Right. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.